0: Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. Today's guest is Sacred Walker. Sacred works in a very multidisciplinary capacity. She founded Kumba Health Center, where she and her team offer what she describes as self-love medicine coaching. She is an LGBT Afro-Jamaican mental health therapist interfaith minister, healing artist, holistic stress to success strategist, and motivational speaker. This is a powerful woman with lots to offer. Sacred completed seminary school where she worked under Dr. Cornell West. Today, one of the areas she's focusing on is holistic healing, and she has advanced training in drama therapy, mind-body medicine, stress reduction, mindfulness, strategic planning, well-being, and mindset strategies for success. She continues to impact lives, including by consulting for executives at ESPN, BET, and New York Times, and through her podcast, which is called Self-Love for Everyday Superheroes. Sacred's work has been featured on many noteworthy platforms, including Essence Magazine, Business Equality Magazine, and Psychology Today. Let's get started. Okay, Sacred Walker, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on
1: today, Whitney. It's such an honor to be here.
0: This is such an important topic, and I'm really excited to get your perspective. So I want to get right into it. So something I read that you had said was that when we're at our crankiest at times, we might reach for the wrong thing or even push the people that we love away when what we're really craving, and I'm paraphrasing here, is more love. So I want to start right in the center. Why do we do this? And how can we stop doing that?
1: Absolutely. So, from a mind body spirit perspective, the heart area often people call it the heart chakra. If you are more familiar with that language, the kapera is the area that holds both and it holds our grief, it holds alienation, it holds experiences of loneliness, and it also holds connection, intimacy. It can hold space of harmony, both and. And so, sometimes when that energy in our body is misfiring. We might think that we need one thing, which is I might need space. I might need, please just leave me alone so I can handle this myself, right? We might say that. Or I might think, oh, my goodness, I actually am going to cut you out of my life because that's a way to show that you'll never hurt me again, right? I might reinforce that in space, etc. cetera. And so sometimes if we've had a history where we struggle with healthy forms of attachment, where it's safe to talk through conflict, where it's safe to say, you know, actually that pushed my boundary, I didn't like that. Or it's safe to say, you know, I really care about you, but I can't be there for you today. Or even better, it's safe to say, you know what, actually, if this happens again, it's gonna make our friendship really hard to feel close. Sometimes we can skip those steps and go right to alienation. And it doesn't mean that we don't have the right to say, No more to toxic relationships. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is sometimes when we really want to reach for connection, we end up actually reaching for the very thing that is the opposite because we are telling ourselves that we're not actually going to get or worthy of that on the other side of facing that fear of connecting. And so we push that person away when we actually really want love. We really want oh my gosh, will you care for me even when I'm mad at you? Will you care for me even when I'm not available? Will you care for me even when you know my flaws? And so I think when we can find balance and space in the kapara area is when we can really begin to do that work of healing and getting what we need, which is love.
0: We all need love. I'm so yes. glad we're starting right here. And I
1: think <laughs> diving in.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that even, especially with the world, how it's been the past few years, it seems to be on the mind of my community that everyone's just craving these a little bit deeper connections and this love, you know, maybe from more people, not just the people that they've had been so kind of tied within their inner spheres and stuff. So you come to this from such an interesting multidisciplinary space, I'm just wondering what you think, how can we draw in deeper connection with others, if that's something we're craving?
1: So if we're craving deeper connection with others, I think one of the things that the quarantine really taught us was taking time to be with ourselves. So something that I have found in my own practice and walk, when I literally go for a walk every day for 30 minutes in the morning, I call it my miracle morning. I take time where I get to know myself. And if I can write down, and I would recommend others do the same, those listeners who are tuning in right now, write down your likes and dislikes. Imagine that you are talking with a wonderful friend, your higher self, your inner child, (laughs) your lover who you want to court you, (laughs) whomever, And write a list of your likes and don't likes on the other side of centering yourself. I do it through walking, sometimes through meditation. Choose what path works for you and just write them down. And just for a moment, say, I embrace me as I am. Something shifts when we realize that the things that we have a hard time with, we will actually have a hard time with with other people. Like if I really have a hard time, I laugh so hard when I'm When I'm on the swing and I still take myself, I'm 41 years old, I still take myself to the swing sometimes. And I laugh so loud. I laugh so hard and so loud. And when I was young, I was told that I was being too much. And it was such a journey through my own personal and professional growth and development, my own liberation that I learned, I laugh loud and I love it. Now, if I was around someone else who the minute that they heard me laughing loud, made a comment towards me that sounded critical. Why are you being so loud? That's not very professional, sacred. You're acting like a child. That would trigger my stuff because I hadn't made peace with it. And I might disconnect, push the person away, not go on another date, not call them because they don't accept me because I actually don't accept me. And so if I can accept, even if you write down three likes and three don't likes, you know, actually, yeah, I laugh loud. Do you want to hop on the swing and give it a try? No? Okay, well, we'll hang out tomorrow. No love lost. Then now that person can embrace me flaws and all, as Beyonce likes to say, because I do. And I think that sometimes we underestimate the power of making peace with our shadow and our light. And I would say begin there. Write down a list of your likes, don't likes, and be with that for a moment.
0: So it seems to me that you're telling me if we want to really transcend, you know, where we are and really build deeper relationships with others, it kind of starts with deepening the relationship with ourself and having that capacity for self-love with ourself
1: that really can spread. Is that fair? Absolutely. That is a hundred percent fair. And the extreme opposite is true. What I have found in my work commitment to transforming the health and wellness of busy professionals and visionaries is that on the other side of the complete opposite of that, when I've come in and I've said, oh my goodness, then this environment with an individual or a team, they're really struggling. Oftentimes things like hate crimes, what I found from research from that is that if I truly am at peace with myself, I am not going to project hate onto someone else. Usually the most extreme forms of hate are because there's something that they're struggling with. I think that only blue-eyed, blonde-haired people are supreme, but I have black hair and I have brown eyes. If you look at the history of these things, I think that this kind of person is the only person that's lovable. So we begin to create shifts when we see that. But just recognizing that sometimes when we operate in extremes and we say we either struggle with self-loathing That's projected as hate, right? We saw that during a lot of what was kicking up during COVID. People were talking about culture and race and where do I stand and how do I embrace fully who I am? What I found in doing my research, having been someone that was really grounded in cultural psychology and liberatory psychology, was that oftentimes people who were the most homophobic were actually struggling with sexuality within. People who were the most, oh, my goodness gracious, you have to look this way to be able to be, you know, this beautiful person. We're really struggling with things within. I need to feel like the only way a woman can be confident is by being this size. And they were actually struggling with their own body image. So when we love on ourselves, we show up so differently in our relationship because we're not operating from lack, but from strength.
0: Yes, all of that. I want to circle back because you've got so many interesting intersections and you just hold so many titles. One of the topics you coach on a lot is acceptance. And it just seems like a natural shift into acceptance because it's like, how can we accept ourselves more if we want to be in this place of peace? But I also want to know what lessons you've learned after you made the shift into ministry about the importance of accepting others and how we can grow our capacity for being open and accepting of others.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So what I would say is that from a place of how do we treat each other with mutual respect and how do we care for one another? I have found that one of the things that every single religion and spiritual practice has in common Is that there is a commitment to some aspect of how do we love one another and how do we love ourselves? There are principles that speak to that in the Bible, in the Quran, that speak to that in the Bhagavad Gita, that speak to that throughout many traditions. And so, what sometimes we might miss if we're not careful is that that is the root. That is the root of all and many traditions. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we might take that and have it mean love only this one group. And so what I'm inviting in, in having worked with amazing leaders like Dr. Cornell West and Dr. James Cohn, and you know, my goddad is a leader in the LGBT liberation theology communities, is that what I have found to be true is that I have a strong foundation in this definition of love. L stands for living your principle. When I walk with spirit. And I walk with God. I am true to my principles. And when I stay true to my principles, I can't feel guilt, shame, or worry because I'm staying true to my principles. How am I being for open? I'm going to be open to opportunities to be able to increase and improve my quality of life. So now my quality of life and your quality of life both matter. There's no way that I can tear you down and lift myself up at the same time because that is equilateral right? V is for turning your vices to victories. Where are places that maybe you might be reaching, whether it's reaching for blaming someone else for this is why I am the way that I am, or reaching for sugar? <laughs> what is your right. advice? <laughs> How do I be able to work with someone to turn my vice to victory so that I can really show up and feel good in my heart versus feeling guilt, shame, or worry? And then e is for how do I exist in well-being and emerge in unmatched potential and I have a strong belief that all religions have a high understanding of spiritual growth and development wanting the best for you and that's isn't that just like a lover a healthy lover who sees you and wants to love on you and wants to encourage you and wants to celebrate you and you make a mistake and wants to talk through it when we have an understanding of that being a healthy theological practice. If we can see God as a healthy, beautiful, sweet lover with us, the way that Rumi would say, how differently will we show up in the world? And so I think we sometimes underestimate that. That it doesn't have to be a vindictive God. It can actually be a God that really celebrates who we are. And then we yes. can manifest what we want from that place. Yes. see love that way. And if you want to check that out, you can always visit our website at sacred Walker speaks to be able to see the L O V E in case you missed it, because I don't want you to feel like, Oh my gosh, I missed it. But yeah. that, is, that is a different approach. If you will, that maybe captures what you're asking. If I'm hearing that.
0: Yes. I'm going to reflect this back to you. We'll see if I got it. We'll see if okay. I, cause I,
1: I, I want, I know that people are
0: going to I think that people are a little bit spiritually starved right now. They're looking for frameworks that really resonate with them. Mm -hmm. And so I love just giving people options, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to reflect this back to you. You Tell me if I get it right. Okay. So L-O-V-E, we've got living out your principles. Mm -hmm. So for me, that seems like when you're living authentically in your own light, then you don't have to like worry about craning your neck and seeing what's up with others. Right you're showing up okay oh open for opportunities to increase your quality of life right okay v vices turn them into victories okay i'm coming back to that one and then e exist in well-being and then through that we're able to kind of be in that well of well-being and shift into our higher purpose our higher potential
1: exactly to emerge in unmatched potential exactly Hey
0: everyone, it's your host, Whitney Baker. Just wanted to pop in with this quick interruption because I have really exciting news to share. I get to announce today that the wait list is officially open for my winter 2023 season to shift six week mastermind. And let me tell you, I'm so excited. I had the best time working with a beautiful cohort of women this fall and their transformation was amazing. I want this for all moms. I want you to feel into what's possible. I want you to regain a sense of self. I want every mom to have the chance to feel into what's possible for them. This mastermind is for you. If you're a mom who has kind of been in ho-hum autopilot, living by default, and you know there's more out there for you, but you are so stuck that you don't even know where to start. You crave something more but maybe you can't pinpoint what's missing. If this sounds like you, join me. Go to my website. It's myelectricideas.com. You can click the mastermind tab, and there's a place to sign up for my waitlist. Or you're welcome to just DM me and say, I'm in, and I'll send you the link. I'll get you signed up. We'll go from there. Obviously, this is something I get so excited about. I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope to see you there. Okay. Back to the show. Okay. Let's drill a little bit. I want to actually, I went right to vices to victories because there's a sneaky vice that I feel like is pervasive that you pick up on and talk about. Because one of the things you do is work in kind of a well-being capacity, overall well-being with people. Our hustle culture that a lot of us are on the on the train with has led to a lot of burnout. And I think that something that's come up a lot on the podcast and I'd love your perspective on is, is hard work to the point where it can be a vice. And I think a lot of us have fallen into that rabbit hole. What's your perspective there? Okay.
1: That is, that is a really good question. So my belief and one of the gifts that I will speak for myself, and also I've been able to hold space for thousands of busy professionals around the world. And I've heard this again and again, I'm going to give a very clear example of how we can turn our burnout into brilliance. Okay. So have you ever had a really bad stomach ache? So because you have no idea, you wake up one morning and you're like, oh my gosh, my stomach is aching. It, it hurts. It's wrenching. And you know, you have a conversation with someone, you know, you someone oversteps you at work, whatever it is, and your just stomach starts to wrench. I know if anyone who's tuning in is like nodding their head right now, the way that Whitney is, right? So, yes, right. So oftentimes we underestimate the power of listening to our body, and so one of the things that you know how they say that term, that gut feeling, and I know there's all this trending right now about gut health. Is it kombucha? Do I need to take this or that? What what do I do with that? Yes, and okay. Burnout is similar to if I were to put something into my body that is filling it, where I really begin to be at a place where I'm working beyond capacity because I'm not fine-tuned into what is the optimal way for me to be able to move and work. It doesn't mean that we don't want abundance, prosperity, hustle hard or go home trust me, started from the bottom, now we're here, used to be my theme song. I 100% like as someone who has gone from sixth floor and being poor, growing up very poor Jamaican woman, to surpassing six figures in her business. I 100% can empathize with that place, especially if you are underdog of really wanting to push through. And the gut will often tell us something is off. So One of the things that when we truly listen to our gut and we tune in and we say, how are we feeling right now? What is our gut telling us? If our gut is telling us that something is aching, something is off, we start to have digestive issues. We start to struggle with migraines. We start to realize that something doesn't quite feel fulfilling. There's something aching in our spirit. That is a sign that I might be in a vice place, which means that the minute that I feel that, I'm taking a moment to tune in to see what do I want to do about it. If I begin to fill it with, ask me how I know I'm a fashionista, right? I'm a recovering shopaholic, right? Swiping through the pandemic when I really caught it, I said, wait a minute, I know this. I create tools for vice to victory. Let me shift it. Because we had to start looking at how are we feeling? If I immediately reach for something that covers me up, There's something on the inside that I'm not paying attention to. If I immediately reach for something that's sweet, then I'm actually increasing my sugar and then I'm going to crash, which means that I don't have any space at the end of the day to really look at what is it that I actually feel that was successful today. I can do one thing really well and be really powerful and make an impact on multiple people And be very lucrative if I'm really focused and I say, this week, I'm going to do this one thing consistently, and I'm not going to stop until I manifest it. Then I take time to spread myself so thin to do 20 things because I want to fill it. And my gut is telling me, oh my goodness, I actually missed lunch today. What was that about? Because I didn't give myself a moment to pause because I lost my appetite. What is that about? We have to listen to our gut. And so oftentimes our gut, which is right, that space of power from an energy, mind, body, spirit perspective, that is where our gut is. If I feel like I'm giving my power away, then I'm not in alignment with my principle. And that is the first L of love, right? So we just pay attention. And if we can take a pause, something to check in with yourself about, if you take a pause and you notice that, okay, you know what? I didn't have an appetite for lunch today. Let me take some time to slow down and have dinner. Let me see what I can put in my body. While I'm doing that, let me eat slowly. Let me listen to myself. Am I feeling fulfilled? Did something upset me today? Did someone at work say something to me that hurt my heart? Am I feeling skipped over for that promotion? Am I feeling like my lover is not appreciating me and I'm pushing through so I'm working late to avoid going home? Pay attention. Pay attention. And then all of a sudden, I sp- begin to speak into it. When I do the work with a coach, when I begin to take time to pay attention and tap into my gut, all of a sudden, hey, honey, you know, I actually really, really want to catch up. We haven't had a date night in a while because I know I'm worthy of it. I turn my vice to victory. Hey, you know what, actually, um, I don't know if you caught that, but I actually really need another meeting with you. I really want to talk about that promotion. I had a client of mine who was working in journalism, oftentimes felt skipped over. And she was the only woman of Indian descent in a room and oftentimes felt like people were underestimating her voice. And she constantly was busy, busy trying to keep up with the heavy hitters on the news front. And after working together, she said, I want to manifest 10K in my business. We were looking at launching her business. We said, how are we going to call this in? But because of the work that we did together and building her clarity and confidence, she ended up getting a 10K raise. She manifested that same thing that she wanted. But instead, before, she was working 16-hour days to avoid the fact that she kept feeling ignored at work. And look at how when she stepped into her power, when she stepped into her principle and loved on herself, she was able to create a shift and felt seen at work and now is at the top of her game. So I think sometimes we underestimate the power of listening to our gut. It'll guide us. And I know that was a lot. So hopefully we can break that down some, but I just wanted to put that out there as an example.
0: Yes. I'm digesting. That was, and I, that's kind of fun, digesting, listening to <laughs> the gut. <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> okay. Yes. There is so much, so much in there. Okay. This is one piece that I want to get into a little bit more because yes, you kind of, I love your concept of burnout blocking brilliance. That's amazing. I want to get a little bit deeper into that because one of the things that I've seen in my community is especially with technology and how always available we can matched with my female audience that I serve Somehow, often feeling like they have to overcompensate across the board for so many reasons. That it's a lot of women have asked me how they can turn it off and feel like they've done enough for the day and really give themselves that feeling of it's safe to stop. I've done enough. So, I'm wondering what advice you have there.
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. And what I'll do is for anyone who's listening, I actually have a tool called Pleasure Principle. That mm-hmm. is about creating time to to really shift your burnout to brilliance, and I think that that might be helpful. So I'll give the first step to it, and then if anyone messages me at self love for superheroes on Instagram or through our Facebook, then I'll send the tool just as a love offering directly to you. Okay, so the first step that I would highly recommend is to carve out at least one hour every week. Start with one hour. You have the feature in. Google, Outlook, whatever calendar you use, carve out one hour and you're gonna call it your pleasure principle hour. This is your hour where you are not plugging in. You're not plugging into social media. You are not responding to urgent meetings because it's gonna show up as a meeting. You can actually call it meeting and you know what PP means. If you are a powerful woman pioneer and you have others who have access to your calendar, call it a meeting. (laughs) But PP, because you'll know what it means and carve out that time as a reoccurring set in your schedule. There might be a sign that too many people have access to your energy and your time. And if we don't begin to look at how am I carving out a window of time where in that one hour, you are unplugging and you're going to take some time to really intentionally love just on you. You're gonna reconnect to something that you haven't done in a while. You're going to reconnect to an activity that makes you feel joyful. And if you're struggling with what that might look like, you can really work with someone to kind of do that deeper work to explore it. If it feels scary, like, what is she talking about? Are you kidding me? The world is going to collapse. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. If that is a real thing, you know, oh, my goodness gracious, my kids might need me. My supervisees or supervisor might need me. What might that look like? Choose an hour that you feel legitimately can will not be interrupted and carve out that as a meeting because what it is is all of a sudden we're telling our community I believe energetically but also practically that there's an hour of our time that we are not available and we're only available for loving on ourselves and loving on our spirit and your health will thank you
0: Yes. And I think that as someone who's worked across a lot of creative industries and field, it's, you know, it's like that fueling and like soul expansion work is sometimes the best thing you can do. And lo and behold, you're going to come back to whatever things you thought you had to check off your list and have a, maybe a, a, a better lens anyways. I love that. That is also just like standing into such a worthiness place yes. because a lot of women, you know, take an hour out of their day or maybe take time off work and then fill it with like banal errands that are more depleting than they are soul gifts, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And then if you're feeling like you're wrestling with things that to create that time for the soul gifts, that's when we begin to look at time management, time in, time on and time off. You know, where am I working in? If you're running a business or you're working In a field that really pulls on you quite a bit, whatever that field might be, you want to really look at how am I creating time in it where I'm being intentional, time on it where I'm looking at, am I growing? Am I taking time to study? Do I want to expand? Right? Like, how am I growing? And then time off. And if you're taking time off and that time off feels like now I'm working on my personal life, then where is there space for you? Right? And it doesn't mean the holidays are coming up. I get it. We need to spend time with family we want to love on them we want to host we want to be on absolutely those things are priorities but if you choose to say that one hour if you're going to invite anyone into it for that one hour make sure it's someone that you really oh my goodness gracious i miss my best girlfriend we haven't we haven't had tea in in 6 months with this new job oh my gosh i met this amazing woman or this amazing man and i have gotten caught up in the swirl of love how about i have some time to take a walk with my cousin, right? We get That gets to be loved too. Sometimes we underestimate that love has to be isolated. And I actually think that's very underestimating. One of the things that I love about the Caribbean is that things often happen in relationships and they can be our biggest teachers. So if you need to carve out that time for an hour with someone else, as long as that t- that person accepts and loves you as you are, then that can be something that's beautiful too. Thank you.
0: I know my listeners will take that to heart. I'm glad you brought up the Caribbean because you are a Jamaican immigrant, right? and different people in your life were healers, and you're a healer in your own right now and I'm curious what lessons from your upbringing you carry with you today. I would
1: say one of the biggest lessons was resilience. My mom, beautiful woman, was When she first immigrated here from the Caribbean, she was really set on making it clear. One of the most beautiful songs I remember, I can think of Whitney Houston being very strong in my my household and the song, The Greatest Love of All, right, is you. And I remember one Christmas when we didn't have a lot of toys, we certainly didn't have a real tree, and it was one that we were really focused in just on love. And I remember us singing in the house and celebrating, and then we had the Caribbean version of that. And even though she wasn't trained as a healer, she was actually an educator. One of the biggest things that I learned just from those interactions when we first came here was the power of taking time to just be. And so I think that that resilience is such a difference. And I saw her while I was a young girl get her master's degree start her own daycare practice as an educator, teaching other people to read. And now I've learned to read people as a healer, et cetera. I
0: think that's going to be a beautiful reminder for our audience, especially as we're in holiday season now, as this is being released. So thank you for that.
1: I think you spoke right into it, that this is the perfect time as a reminder. And honestly, it's such an honor just being able to be here and be with our listeners, your listeners during this holiday season to talk about the gift of what healing can look like in many different ways that maybe they're showing up and can appreciate themselves like, Oh my gosh, I work so hard. I don't feel seen or whatever is coming up. Just know that those efforts are seen and appreciated.
0: Thank you for that. I always end my podcast in the same way. What's one question women should be asking themselves more?
1: One question that women should be asking themselves more is how do I love and accept myself more deeply and do my relationships reflect that
0: gorgeous place to stop I know people are going to want to learn more we'll make sure to capture your instagram handle in there in case they want to reach out directly like you mentioned about that practice but where else can we find more sacred walker in our lives
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely and i just want to say that whoever stayed until the end i just want to celebrate and thank you and whitney just i appreciate your gift and you being such a powerhouse and having this time together it's just such an honor I would say if you want to, absolutely. I'm like, I'm in good goddess company over here. (laughs) Yes. So if you would like to connect, the best way to do so would be to go over to Self Love for Everyday Superheroes. And the website itself is actually selfloveforsuperheroes.com, selfloveforsuperheroes.com, because I truly believe that the listeners tuning in are everyday superheroes. And- building opportunities to deepen self-love, self-care and success is a gift. So that would be a great way to start. And then from there, we'll connect you to other opportunities. And then if you send a direct message there, which it reroutes our Facebook group, et cetera, then I will share the follow-up steps for the pleasure principle that I mentioned earlier.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Thanks
1: everyone for tuning in.
0: I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Whitney Woman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.